0: Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit.
1: Bingo.
2: Welcome to Pink Kami Sluts, everyone. We're here talking old Billy Shakes. Not really, just...
3: Wilhelm. Yeah. Wilhelm and the Shake Spear. Yeah. I Shake
1: are a Spear at all? You. Are
2: you guys all into the people who are like, either he didn't exist or he didn't write any of the plays? No, I, I like the people who think it was all Francis Bacon. I like oh. the
3: people that think that Marlowe wrote all of
2: them. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he wrote all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marlowe,
2: you're not. What's your favorite uh, Shakespeare play? I don't know. They kind of all (laughs) suck.
0: I'll say like Romeo and Juliet is like the (laughs) most. yeah Because it's fucking normal. Like, because it's entertaining and amusing and I can follow. There are way
2: more amusing Shakespeare.
0: Oh, Twelfth Night is the dumbest shit in the world.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Like, I agree with that. Yeah. No. All, all his other like comedies, like yeah. I mean, that's why I like the history.
2: Methinks you are not uh, that familiar with uh, the entire works no, no, of no. Shakespeare.
0: Absolutely
3: not. Why would I be? I am a fan of King Henry the
2: Yeah, I wasn't into it till I did it like for acting, and then for acting, it like it is kind of this cool thing.
3: I did. I took a class in the histories and the comedies.
2: Yeah, I did. We did Kristen Linklater's work, and it's very almost bordering on woo woo, which is what makes it enjoyable. But when you approach Shakespeare, basically, all the information you need about everything in the play is embedded into how the dialogue's written. So that's why there's very minimal oh, stage directions because play. the when there is no iambic pentameter it means something when there yeah. is when it rhymes it means something when it doesn't rhyme it means something when it's m- monosyllabic it means something when it's multisyllabic it means something yeah So it's fun to do in uh when you get to you treat it like it's a secret code. It does get kind of fun to play.
3: I agree. I like uh, learning about bestiality through Midsummer Night's Dream. hmm Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, fucking animals. Um, Turning
3: into animals
0: and then fucking them.
2: Yeah. There's also... Um, There's there's so many good ones, guys. Uh, I mean, Venice. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: you would like
3: that. Why are you saying that I would like
0: that? Uh, No, no No, no reason. uh, No, no. (laughs) Uh,
3: No, no. no? Is it because Al Pacino plays a Jew (laughs) and? (laughs) <laughs> my ducats my ducats my daughter my ducats <laughs> <laughs> Not, oh, we're gonna
0: edit all this out no uh, this is for, good this is good stuff racism
3: what this is al pacino doing his notable uh, jewish uh-huh. character <laughs> Mm-hmm. i like uh romeo plus juliet
2: i do like it's the baz Luhrmann film that is uh, i'm a big fan of that Leo I can't emphasize enough How fucking cool It was To me as a Child <laughs> <laughs> I, they And they're doing the Shakespeare But it's like They said sword But it's a gun uh, Yeah Oh my god
3: Oh my god It's so postmodern
2: It's like it's So cool And also this soundtrack Is It, it bangs It's, it's awesome
0: I think back then They said bumpin All right <laughs> uh, I trust Bunny to know this more than Steve. All right,
2: uh, it I was really good. That, that soundtrack rivals singles. What's another good emblematic? Like I feel Titanic. like Titanic. I had that soundtrack, but the, the, it's only the one song from Titanic, who gives a shit. Uh, oh, My Best Friend's far. Wedding has has a uh, kind of standout soundtrack of whatever. 10 but,
3: Things I Hate About You. Uh,
2: pretty good, but uh, but Ro- Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet is... Uh, Romeo plus Juliet. Romeo plus Juliet is really excellent uh, musically. Yeah, I don't know. All the Shakespeare I like is like, I just like every witchy crone character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <There> <laughs> yeah, but the, they never do anything.
2: Um, they curse people. One of my one of the Shakespeare monologues I could do right now, if you asked me, is definitely Queen Margaret and Richard the Third. She doesn't do much because uh, she's old already, but she does have this one monologue where she like just curses him to filth in it.
3: Marlowe, I think you would like the Falstaff character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which one is that?
3: It's in uh,
0: King Henry the Fifth. He's... Yeah, I've never read a single of his uh, historicals. It...
2: Oh, the, yeah. I mean, they're good. It's good to know because a lot of Shakespeare got just conflated with what people actually thought happened. Uh, like in common any whatever. History yeah. Um so like Richard the Third in the play is like this horrific cripple like asshole. And in real life it's not really uh that's not really what but people are like, yeah. Okay, so I
0: have seen Al Pacino's looking for Richard or whatever the fuck.
2: Hmm.
0: Merchant of Venice? No, no. He did a documentary about wanting to do Richard III. Yes. Okay.
2: Well, the play is really good. It's just like not at all historically based. So it's a really unflattering portrait of old Dick. You would say
0: that you Yorkist Uh, Here's here's our playing Lancastrian scum.
2: Well, I'm like I said. One of my favorite monologues is Queen Margaret, who is uh, opposed.
0: And also, she is revealing her long-standing Lancastrian partisanship from the War of the Roses.
3: Mm-hmm. I got shown "Chimes at Midnight," which is the. It's basically Falstaff, and it's uh, Falstaff is played by Orson Welles in one of the most riveting. Charismatic performances on screen, and I think you would really appreciate it.
0: Uh, I just have like an image of Orson Welles doing any Shakespeare, which is him just going, "Verily,"
3: he's just and thus he's just your your over the top bump like yeah
0: exactly Uh, yeah like like, big
3: hearted fella,
0: big livered, big hearted guy.
3: Yeah, Orson Welles. Anyway, RIP so this to a real one This is a
0: movie review episode Gay. But it doesn't have anything to do with Shakespeare
3: Nope I mean we could talk about AOC's dress uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny
0: Nobody wants to talk about AOC.
2: I mean the only people who want to talk about it Are fucking norms and dipshits the,
0: the dress is meaningless But also you already knew that And no one cares All and of shut you the are scum All of you who are
1: listening right (laughs) now are I just
2: don't like that there's not room to, like, I'm fine with moving AOC to a mind file in my brain that's like... I thought
3: you were going to say like an institution.
2: No. Uh, Where it's like, yeah, like, she's a politician. uh, There are things I like about her. But, like, bitch is goofy. Uh, Because you got to be a... fucking...
3: Psychopath to be a politician. In the
2: first place. So I'm not even like... Every time I don't participate in a discourse, it is by choice. (laughs) Like, I am just like pointedly not commenting on it because it is like I am indifferent to it like Absolutely i think the dress was ugly um, oh it
3: was super ugly uh, i wanted to point that we should all I think hate the on dress was
2: ugly i'm sorry ugly it was. i think the i think yeah like on paper her little earnestness of like i chose this designer um, who is a is a black woman and etc like whatever like yes and a lot of people talked about it and da da da, da. I just think the real thing that people of, frankly, disparate political stripes, the real issue they have with AOC is that that bitch thinks she's cute and it is a grave sin. Like, uh, that is what, and it's encouraging people to project all kinds of bullshit onto her. And because she's attractive, people are like, this is all, all like, looks and for show and no stuff and then it sucks because you know it's not like a one for one but it's like well she did do some things and like you know whatever you can give her credit where credit's due if you're and, not a fucking and you
3: could critique her from actual things yeah, yeah. from actual yeah, exactly. things that's like the she's whole thing fucking shitty about foreign policy every other fucking day yeah like, and But I think there's a fundamental,
2: like, I just want to even pull back to, like, the pop culture dipshit ephemera of this, where these consistent, like, misunderstandings of things get, like, cycled over and over and over again. Like, you know, uh, I think all of us know she did not pay fucking $40,000 to go to the Met Gala Politicians from New York uh, are often invited, it, yeah. as it is a cultural institution within our... The, da, da, da.
0: Yeah, every every dialogue about uh, her going to the Met Gala is incredibly fucking stupid. Did you
2: see our buddy, uh, our old buddy, Cubo-Greek, Nitel Malietakis, Nicole Maliotakis made like... Some merch, like in in response, Uh, yeah, my Greek buddy there, uh, that was like she paid thirty thousand dollars to go, and I was like, "This bitch, man, she didn't get invited."
1: Well, yeah,
0: there's two, (laughs) there's exactly two. um, I think she says another word in between there. There's two interpretations of AOC going to the Met Gala, which is on the one hand, uh, she paid forty thousand dollars to smoke uh, the testicles of poor children or be uh, she went to support arts, which are super important to her. And both of those are stupid for exactly opposite reasons.
2: And I want to just caveat, the Met Gala itself, if you're not aware, is not about the arts in general. It's not about the Metropolitan Museum of Art in general. It's yeah. specifically about the Costume Institute. And But the real the real thing of it is the event itself. It's uh, that yeah, it's, it's, it's
0: influential New Yorkers getting together to just do well, and it's that. one event
2: like, where the where the actual fashion of it that where it's not a designer showing you things, where the actual fashion of it is sort of the central focus.
3: So what you're saying uh, is the ball from Cinderella.
2: So also, there's always a theme. Did you guys know what this year's theme was?
0: Absolutely not.
2: In America, a lexicon of fashion. Mm. What does that mean? Mm. Mm. I hate it when they pick a fucking a like.
0: Both of fashion. Yeah, like
2: like. <laughs> I hate it the when they pick something so kind of, of. Fashion. Yeah, like one year the theme I'd was
0: like camp. To <laughs>
3: the difference of fashion.
0: Um. Yeah. No. It, it's just. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. She's a politician and she's going to a fancy politician thing that you you don't get to go to. And that's the deal you made when you acknowledge that politicians exist in the United States. Deal with it.
2: Well, I'm just, I just, like, thought experiment. What, like... I'm always curious what people think people should do, and like some people are like, she should have been out there protesting with the people outside, and I'm like, look, uh, you're just
3: mad you're not inside.
2: Okay, there. Anytime there's a huge event, there can be protests of a certain nature. Is the target? I don't know. Like I just, attending it? I, yeah, I just think when we start. This like mishmashing of like where it's this very vague idea of the elite that's got more to do with them being if, fancier than me.
0: If the protests were there for AOC to attend, there should be some infrastructural machinery of a unified American left to coordinate between protests. Yeah, not every protest. And is- the politicians Good. of the left. Yeah. Like well, I mean, whether the protest is good or bad, it's like what what is it in the grand strategy of I mean, if you want to call it building socialism or whatever, it doesn't really matter wh- where is did you want a o c to attend? Would that have been helpful for a o c to attend? did you well but what about with the AOC what about the time she
2: has? been at the protest instead of the event and da-da-da. Like, they, they, they don't give a shit. But, I
0: mean, I mean it, it's I'm just like... I'm telling you,
2: they don't like that she thinks she's cute and a, she's earnest. There could be and I don't like it that much either, but...
0: Like, there could in fact be a coordinated socialist left movement in the United States that would marry um... You know, protests against whatever with politicians and this, that, and the other thing. And there could be a socialist caucus or party that says, oh, we are boycotting the Met Gala as a, as socialist for well, this reason. For that a could reason, all right? exist in, in a the world reason- where there's a unified American left that would do these things and talk about these things and plan these things. But short of that it's just certain people having an idea in their brain that was half-formed when they were reminded the Met Gala existed. And, like, that's really what it comes down to, is maybe your strategy is good. Maybe maybe she should have boycotted the Met Gala. Maybe. But that would have to be a process of a much stronger left-wing movement than exists in the United States.
3: Yeah,
2: Also, though uh, socialism is not simply being like there's rich people over there, (laughs)
1: right?
2: Ah, like that's not a that's not a coherent thing. I haven't heard one thing that the like that the protests outside were doing. There were people outside who there were people outside harassing uh, Justin Bieber. I saw that. I mean, sure. that's uh, good and There were fun. people. You know what I mean? Like, it was, he's it, Canadian.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I mean, no, it was
2: it was fans of his ex girlfriend, be <laughs> like yelling legitimate. her name uh, while he's on protest. the red carpet with his new wife, uh, the the Baldwin girl. Right. And, um, I, I
0: mean, like, I can come up with a coherent reason that you'd want to protest the Met Gala. I could come up with a coherent reason you'd want AOC to boycott it. I could come up with all this stuff, but that needs to be developed and, you know, discussed and deliberated and created through a movement that actually materially exists rather than me just saying things. Like, and and that's the, seems to be the disconnect is, yeah, sure, the Met Gala is a somewhat inherently, like, <laughs> bloated and conspicuous display of elite power politics in the cultural and financial center of U.S. empire. Okay, like, yeah, I mean, I can agree with that, but okay, what is our response and why and how and what are we saying?
3: Communism is good. Communism is good. Christianity
2: stupid stupid (laughs) give up give up give up
3: give up (laughs) communism is good
0: yeah so we just watched (laughs) if if footmen tire you what will horses do and if you're saying what what is that is that a sentence and it apparently is a reference to something from like i want to say revelation jeremiah jeremiah okay
3: Look at her doing research during the movie.
0: Yeah, Daniel was my second guess, but Jeremiah was definitely my third. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. It's the title of a of a little uh, 1973.
0: One seventy
3: one. Seventy one. That's what it said on the
2: screen. Oh, excuse me. Hmm. Uh, 1971 propaganda film, essentially anti communist
0: in the middle of Vietnam. Well, yeah. towards the end of towards, the end. Yeah. The, yeah. towards
2: Well, um, towards the end of Vietnam. <laughs> well, I really okay. liked how it started.
0: <laughs> oh, Okay, yeah. so it is a... It's
3: I, a 1971 propaganda film done by...
0: It, it's a Christian movie done by eight, an seven. independent Baptist sect. In many ways, it's very much just a 1970s evangelical Christian film and if you've seen them and you think oh those are just like really boring and it's all just like a guy's sermon sometimes framed by vignettes that's what it is structurally the thing that makes it special is twofold one classically the reason people caught on to it is uh, and Bonnie can say more about this it was directed by a guy with a background in uh, Italian exploitation. Well, he things.
2: is Ita- he ethnically Italian. His background is in exploitation films and apparently uh, spaghetti westerns. They only mention that he was born with this Italian name and that he changed it to Ron Ormond,
1: <laughs> right? So, uh,
2: which which he took from his friend and hypnotist magician. Orban McGill. Okay. Uh,
0: so, uh, suffice to say, the practical... But he was born... Vetaro,
2: nida, no, Vetario Dinaro.
0: Okay. Dinaro. Uh, suffice to say, the practical effects in this movie... Excellent. ...are very well done. It's very 70s exploitation. And then twofold, so the second reason why this movie is special is it's told specifically... From the perspective of the imminent danger of communist takeover minus faith in Christ and a new revival. It's basically, essentially, it very explicitly draws the connection between... The Babylonian occupation of Israel and Israel turning away from God and then getting invaded by an outside force. And it's saying that will happen in America in the form of communism unless there is a second or third Christian revival uh, to stop. Yeah, that. If you come to Jesus, come to Jesus, uh, come to Jesus. But the specific... <laughs> anti-communism element is also very funny
2: <laughs> yes. along
0: with along
2: the, with the like excessive
0: gore to and torture and suffering pra- just practical effects the of amount this
2: that- oh and like just like everyone gets it like uh the first scene you guys showed me before we watched the whole thing a child got beheaded. Yeah,
0: yeah, the best scene in the movie. It's great. Yeah, I think arguably, definitely the best effects. Wait, what does he say? What
2: does he say right before he does?
0: What you think I'm a fool? <laughs> no, wait, you stupid little fool. <laughs> Jesus, one day you die for me,
2: and I'm gonna die for you. Wow, you, you stupid, stupid little
0: fool. Yeah, so, okay, so there's, okay, describe this movie.
2: Oh, I do want to mention the name of the preacher and the guy who wrote uh, it looks this. looks like Rosborough. His name, Did you know his name? It's lovely. No. He's Mr. Reverend Estes Perkle.
3: Okay. Oh, yeah, he did say Estes in the movie.
2: Estes Perkle.
0: Okay, so the movie starts Estus with percolator. Reverend Perkle explaining to you that you're watching a movie. I'm going to make
2: that remix. Yeah. So, so Reverend
0: Perkle explains to you, uh, audience, you're. This is I, I understand what you're thinking. I'm not actually a little man standing in front of you that you're watching a movie right now. And I'm going to show you what has actually happened in communist countries, but make them American so you care. And um <laughs> it's so funny.
2: But every single incident we're talking about really happened.
0: Happen. So then the movie starts and Judy is being driven to church by her sideburns having boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, who she who, wants to fuck. D- who, she has been fucking furiously <laughs> uh, for like two months now. And so. He's a lover. Not a yeah, not and, and a Christian. Not Christian. She's like, yeah, you should come to this sometime. And he's like, I'm a lover, not a Christian. So she walks in whorishly late to church, <laughs> and uh, then like r- basically a walks walk of down shame. the
2: aisle to the second from the front pew. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: everyone is looking at like, and come judging on, bitch. her. <laughs> Um, That's not how it works. Wearing last night's dress that is exactly Soil. the same as everyone else's dress in this small Texas town. Uh, stinking of whoredom. And so she <laughs> she sits down in the middle of this dude's uh, sermon, Perkle's sermon. So Perkle introduces you, and he's like, you're about to watch a movie. I'm in it. I'm doing a sermon. And so Perkle's now giving a sermon about... As I said, uh, basically drawing the connection between the uh, Babylonian occupation of Israel through their lack of faith and the coming communist occupation of the United States, unless we stop it through faith. The whole structure is he's giving the sermon. As he gives the sermon, he's like, I'm going to tell you a story now. And we get like a little thing that happens or it zooms in on Judy's face and she's like looking pensive and then she thinks about making out with her sideburns having boyfriend.
3: That's sort of the narrative that runs through is that each time it cuts to her face, it goes to either a flashback or a fantasy. I think it's a flashback.
0: Well, okay, we read them as fantasies because it's funnier that way, but like, no, all of it is these, like, and loose morals and then she, like, thinks <sighs> about like, making out with her boyfriend as, like, horror music or, and plays. they smoke. They smoke weed. Yeah, they smoke weed. Yeah, like, so she's essentially, she's thinking about her sins, and then her thoughts fixate on her now dead mother who wanted her to come to Christ, until finally she hears about this boy getting decapitated (laughs) and (laughs) screams in the middle of church, which makes Perkle say, Hey, Hey, Judy, Judy." you're here. Do you want to get saved? And so then she gets saved and makes her dead mom happy. Like. And that's like basically what the movie is. I
2: love. I mean, this is. That's leaving out all the good details. No, it is. I love the immediacy of this, like this style of Christianity, where it's like right now. Can you get? Do you want to get saved? No, it
0: is a very. And okay, this is my background of like tracks. Yeah, obsessed with Chick tracks for half of my life. Marla has an
3: obsession with. Like since I was fundamental Christianity.
1: Yeah,
0: well.
2: <laughs> oh, when- I I. Uh- You know, I can appreciate it.
0: Since my teens, I, like, Chick.com has maintained a website since the 90s. All their, like, material's free uh, to look at. And, like, it's really, there's a lot you can say about it. But suffice to say, you do learn literally what their ideology is because they spell it out in no uncertain terms in a very systematic way. So, yeah, no, it it is a very salesman numbers-like idea of your goal is to do a hard sell on as many people as possible to get them all saved. Whether or not they get saved is not your responsibility. Well, duh. Yeah. But your job is to just tell as many people as possible and get them saved. And if they seem interested, you got to like drive them down to like right now. And so the whole movie, you know, you can say it is about, you know, communist takeover, but what it's really about is saving Judy. Because it also... Focuses very much on her now dead mom praying all these times, especially in the end scenes. The mom specifically praying that Judy would get saved as Judy is getting well, saved. And
2: Judy is a placeholder for us all as yeah. we are vulnerable, especially to, women. <laughs> we are vulnerable to this communist threat, which is also hippies, uh, yeah, <laughs> and men you know, with which uh, I love and the only way to, like, foment against it is via the blood of Christ Uh, it's
3: not unfair for 1971 or like
0: really well done fake blood which they have a lot of in this movie so we do need to at some point transition into why would you want to watch this movie because I am laying out oh we haven't
2: sold it to you already (laughs) no it's the greatest
0: movie of all time that should um, be apparent to everyone in the audience
2: yeah
0: I, I I'm laying out very dryly what the movie is and why it's boring
2: well it's just to well, be I don't know quotes. why you lead with these things, Marlo. Like, <laughs> because like, the
0: people ought to know. But right. no, so okay, so within this
2: You sermon. laid out
3: though you were like, this has great effects in
1: it. Practical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, circling back has... to
2: Ron Ormond, he was a, a B movie guy. He did westerns, he did exploitation films. And then, for this is like later in his life, after he had some kind of accident and apparently emerged some kind of Christian. Who and uh, so then he was and using. He his name. And I love somebody who converts and then they have this skill set that they're like, well, now I can use it for Christ. But as I said, said he was born uh, Italian, so... And um, uh, now I cannot use it for Christ.
0: Okay, okay, so... Uh, Repeatedly over the course of the sermon, he tells these stories of what has happened in communist countries in the form of what could happen in the United States. And then it cuts away to this universe where the communist takeover in the United States has happened. It starts with a reporter reporting in front of a map of Turkey. (laughs) Um, And it actually, like, as... Steve I think pointed out it, it was probably more focused on Israel but it was very zoomed out and Turkey was I think quite Bunny a, said it was oh, yeah. Middle East.
3: Yeah I was I'm saying
2: sorry. my guess would be that it's supposed to be the Holy Land uh it's supposed like, to show yeah, yeah super Israel super Jordan et cetera.
0: zoomed out but like focused on the Mediterranean and like Turkey and stuff it
2: the, they didn't even have the coast of Turkey. It's really focused on the.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so. This, essentially
2: the fertile crust.
0: Yeah, so. He had this map up to show you how the communists landed in Washington, Um, (laughs) D.C.
1: And
0: are taking over. And it progresses. And so we have this guy who looks like Burt Reynolds who is playing like this commandant, like Stalin-like figure. Or like Cuban
3: because he goes into Fidel.
0: Well, yeah. Okay, so he's clearly supposed to be sort of Russian, He works this accent that he forgets to do of a really bad rush. Wait,
3: wait, wait. That's two different people, though. There is the one without the mustache and the one with the mustache. One is the commandant and the other one is the candy giver.
0: Uh, okay, okay.
3: Candy
2: Giver's mustache yeah, guy. Yeah,
3: candy giver yeah, yeah, is the Cuban yeah, yeah, yeah. one who was like, "Ah, this is Fidel. Uh, well, okay, can your, both Jesus talk Christ, the same. can your Jesus Christ give you the miracle of candy? Where's right. the candy? Oh, let me give you the candy. Here's uh praise Fidel Castro." Yeah, and then so there's things on the on the chalkboards that say communism is good. Yeah. Which comes up later.
0: Yeah, so they have very like adorable costumes—Nazi, communists. Well, no, soldiers. it's literally it, that's even overselling it. No, because they're like pure white construction paper that someone literally sharpied a bad hammer and sickle onto. <laughs>
1: Like that's yeah, all, but it's, it,
2: it, it's totally about, markered. It's, it, it's
0: absolutely, it's not even very thickly drawn on because someone did it with a magic marker and it's just a pure white armband because it's a piece of construction paper that they cut out over top of like this sort of generic khaki and to their credit, they do all know how to ride horses in this movie so there is a lot of great equestrian work. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, no, you, you have these shots that get, like, progressively more interesting, where you have, like, people getting awkwardly chased across a river, and then, like, a lot of people getting gunned down. Yeah. That murdered. happens a lot. Taking children. There's squibs. There is a lot of fake blood on, like, people pretending to be dead.
2: Uh, Yes. And um, in particular, Estes is keen to describe what he says are real torture techniques employed by communists in this day and age. Which leads to
0: one of my favorite. A lot of
2: them are employed against children. <laughs> um specifically in the movie, and it's very funny because it seems like these people are really enjoying Murder fake and torturing and, and murdering well, the children. Uh, think, um, there's all kinds of uh, impaling and gouging and and etc. Um but yes, a lot of like all the kids can get it. Um,
0: okay, I think one? the greatest the greatest contrast is how enthusiastic this clearly like Baptist congregation of extras they got to do this movie for free, how enthusiastic they were in all the torture scenes and how bored they were in the scene of Judy actually getting saved. Yeah. Because Judy gets saved and there is this woman sitting behind her just Annoyed as shit.
2: I she's think taking, asleep. <laughs> she's taking
1: she this one, long she has
0: one, to ask
2: Christ. She's one hand, one
3: hand on her
2: chin, so, and she is kind of. She looks like she she's like it. this
3: happens every day. Yeah. Yeah. But,
2: so.
0: Uh, well, I, my favorite torture scene is the pitchfork dangly.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: That's <laughs> a no. That's just that's a really good
3: okay, effect. They, so
0: explain. Set it up. Okay, so the the setup of this torture scene is they have a man hogtied and hung. A o- father. Yeah, a father hogtied and hung uh, like by his wrists and ankles on a rope slung over a tree branch, held on the one end by his five children that they're making these children hold their father up, over uh exactly three pitchfork heads sticking out of the ground over him as he's swinging back and forth and really it's amazing really not like directly over any of these pitchfork heads at any point but at at a certain point they make the children drop him (laughs) um and then there's a really good effect of the like pitchforks like through this dude's abdomen like it's it looks good yeah it looks nice
2: yeah its it is good. I mean
3: in, <laughs> like,
0: in
2: terms
3: of like the amount of effort they put into each
0: anyway, uh, it should also be pointed out there the extent of what communism is concerned with in this movie is like, um, just are you do you believe in Jesus? Okay, we have to kill you. Would you still believe in Jesus if we killed you? Oh well, I guess we really have to kill you now. Like,
1: that's, that's
0: literally the, there's nothing else. I mean, it's a very like confused movie in that area where the things he points out that are bad about communism is that you have to work more than forty hours a week and you get less than two weeks vacation a year. You get uh, you get exactly
3: two days of
0: vacation.
3: Yeah, no, both that's, of
2: which both of which are used to praise, praise communism. communism.
3: I mean like the there thing the, the forty hour a week job.
0: The, no, the thing
3: you they, they have are weekends, really focusing have six on six days of
0: work or maybe even seven
3: and days some of some guy's
2: gonna come to your house and get you up and make you walk to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, the thing they're really focused on is like mid twentieth century. American blue-collar uh, comfort.
2: So Reverend Estes Perkle, uh, he, this started as a sermon of the same name for the... Uh, wait, I have the Jeremiah quote, but I also have a, a quote. I don't know. You, do you guys know about Jeremiah? Yes. Okay.
0: He was a bullfrog?
2: Yeah. Now uh, Jeremiah! The walls of bullfrog. Uh, anyway, so Jeremiah is talking to God As you do in the old testy And um, he's like Why do others who don't serve God Are more fortunate than me sometimes um, And God's like uh, Jeremiah, you haven't been challenged enough And the quote is If you have run with the footmen And they have wearied you then how can you contend with horses? And if in the land of peace, wherein you trusted, they wearied you, then how will you do in the swelling of Jordan, which was in the map, uh, by the way. Uh, And then Perkle says, uh, he uses this because he says, if you can't serve God now, what will you do when the communists take over? I want to ask you how you're going to face that. God is not interested in us coming to him with our complaints. And uh, basically, what are you going to do now when you're going to be tired later? Because the communists are going to take over. I like Um, the way
3: you read that. But, you know, one thing that the reader should know is he does not read it like that. He reads it extremely dispassionately whenever like that's you, what I that's what's
2: that's funny about this being like a is, huge quote unquote hugely popular sermon that he like went on the road with apparently from 1968 where he first per- preached it at Camp Zion in Myrtle Mississippi like in the movie but then he goes doesn't. around and it gets so popular he's gotta make this movie <laughs> and they don't but even sell it like people are fucking loving it no
3: like his sermon he the, was not very charismatic he was as you said Ross Perot
0: esque. Yeah, but that's actually overselling. Like, no, if we're talking style, yeah. Well, okay, we're talking style. I mean, there is a bit I do of Ross, like him, I mean, he does do look like, him like in Ross the righteous Perot. righteous
3: gemstones, kind of. Uh,
0: well, yeah, it was, he's a literal seventies preacher. That's where the righteous gemstones got it from. One of the greatest <laughs> um, shows ever. But y- yes, he's at, In fact, a southern preacher from the nineteen seventies. Um, that's what they look like but um yeah like it's a ross perot professorialism i'd say he never gets excited he's but he is very dispassionately giving you what he believes are incontrovertible facts that should stand on their own to move you and that that's his philosophy in how he is, I mean, that and also he's like just. But he's not like a
3: gospel preacher. Like no. I expected, like Bunny did just now was the kind that, of dr- dramatized
0: a, version of when. No, was but saying. that is a style. Like I heard in communist countries that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I should do this over. No,
3: no, 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 were, no. I wasn't saying that because my impulse was to make it more like gospely. No, well, he, and- he, he is if you
2: telling, can't serve God now do you do when the communists take over. I don't know. I'm not know i am i am going George Bush well, and not Ross no, Perrell. I mean God it is
0: just it. well, it is just kind of a thing of like I'm telling you like <laughs> your children will be decapitated before your eyes. Are you complaining that I'm not loud enough? Like that's his standpoint, is these incontrovertible facts should lead you absolutely to the conclusion I want you to be led to. 100 percent. now it is hurt by the fact that generally when the audience is shown other than judy uh but when other members of the audience are shown they're usually very disinterested except when you have that like texas crew cut dude with that like determined hmm on his face that you occasionally get this like Texas man like yeah he's saying the right things but like otherwise you mostly have people just like completely blank faced and they really should have worked on that a little bit
2: except for the children they traumatize except, with the with the, the funny, torture That's and the, funny part the one that like oh I'm curious about the one that uh, the vomits <laughs>
0: oh yeah okay so they sorry um, they drive a screwdriver into a kid's ear which it's a causes bamboo. okay whatever and it causes him to vomit and that's funny oh additionally uh, I thought it
3: was a nail
0: whatever they they shove a thing in a kid's ear Again, cool effect. And uh, then he, like, fake vomits, which also is a cool effect. Um, And it's cool. Okay, so describe the, like, I guess, crescendo scene, uh, the decapitation, which we said before. Okay, so what happens is church is leaving service. Dude rides up. Um, it's like, hey, you guys being Christian, and the preacher's like, yeah, these two are super Christian. <laughs> um, and so he's like, oh, okay, well, uh, we're gonna like murder them now. Thanks for pointing them out, preacher, dumb idiot. <laughs> and so then they like, well, this is the Stalinist dude,
2: gotcha, right? bitch. <laughs> yeah,
0: so then they like just line everyone up and like gun them all down, and it's cool as shit. And so then this child leaves, and he is leaving the church like slightly later and he's like, where's my mommy and daddy? And he's like, oh, they're gone. And he's like, you killed them, didn't you? And he's like, yes, I did. (laughs) But you're better off for it because they were Christian and now the state shall raise you. Well, also
3: the ages part of it plays in, right? Because they're saying that communists don't care about people 30 and over. They're like, we... Communists oh, yeah, are they, they do have a risk. weird,
0: like, Logan's Run thing going on in communism. Like, they, yeah, apparently, like, communists, like, murder people over 30.
2: They murder people over 30. They, and that's
3: their sole motivation.
0: Yeah. And they hate people.
2: all Christians, and also they teach kids sex.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, there is a pretty good sex ad, like throwaway cut. That's pretty good. Uh, But anyway, so... I think
2: he does say that he thinks premarital sex is needed, or...
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, they had a sex education teacher who's just like, okay, so who knows uh, all the things that you can touch to make yourself come And...
2: I believe it's the the seven Rajanists. Yeah, something like
0: that. He's like, yeah, like so. Anyway, there's like seven things you should touch on people, and here they are. And then it cuts back to the preacher. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, so yeah, like this kid is just like, you killed my mom and dad, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I did, uh, which is a good thing. So anyway, because they were over thirty. So well. <laughs> Yeah, so then he's like, so what I need you to do is step on this, the picture of Jesus that's in everyone's grandmother's house. (laughs) The white Jesus picture. Yeah, just like one print of like a Jesus picture. Like... Matt will find it and, like, make it an icon or whatever. Um, And then he
3: stomps on it.
0: Well, no, he, like, in uh, 17th century Japan, he actually, like, this is what they're actually referring to. It's the Fumi or Fumi. I don't know how it's pronounced, but uh, they were images of Christ that in order to speak to the emperor or, like, if you were in court or on an official Business, you had to place one foot on like this image of Christ to prove you to weren't be like, Christian. Eh, I
2: don't like it. Like, if you
0: were testifying <laughs> in court, you would be required to like place one foot on Jesus's face while testifying <laughs> to prove that you were loyal enough to the state to do that.
3: That's so weird,
0: yeah. So, anyway, that's literally what they were referencing, and that that didn't happen in any communist and, nation, and that's that what happened in. The 1600s in Japan.
2: 1600s to <laughs> into the 1800s. 18, yeah,
0: until the Meiji Restoration, yeah, essentially. Uh, oh, yeah. Meiji Restoration.
3: 1868,
2: baby. Isolationist is Japan. Tom Cruise. Tom
1: Cruise.
0: But this oh, is really? a reference to the 2016 movie Silence by Martin Scorsese. Uh, which is about that era in Japan where mm-hmm. they had the Fumi, which is a central part of the movie Silence. Um, but anyway, so that was also in this movie. And you so know what? It's like a and what has? Movie.
2: Yeah. What what they all have in common is Christians. Christians Taxi love torture. <laughs> they love torture they love documenting it they love talking about it they love reporting it
0: they love to die for Christ they would love the thought that they
2: I oh mean, no don't don't torture me because they love Christ so much
0: what? and also what just character,
3: character. Is it's this? a
2: it's a horny the, a it's a Rosa? horny Rosa? oh don't do it Rosa it's a I don't know that's just how it came out <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but... Um, Martina.
0: It's Martina.
1: Oh, S- like also, Esperanza. I just have to
0: point out from... Okay, the Fumi were used to their credit against Catholics who uh, are much like the Orthodox quasi-pagan in their idolatry.
2: Yeah, it's just an absurd thing to think.
0: Yeah, well, anyway, these are An iconi- absurd
2: thing to think that the tertiary belief system of Protestant Christians is somehow keyed into a real a real thing.
0: Well, anyway, these are iconoclastic- <laughs> Oh, this is some
3: neo aggressive
0: bullshit
2: right neo- here. Neo-Calvinists.
3: It's weird to me. The, she's the, throwing barbs at your yeah i know. Affinity well, for protestantism
0: i don't actually care i'm making the argument from their perspective they should not actually give a shit about stepping on christ like like you're not dying for christ you're dying to not scuff up a really cheap print of jesus that you bought from a thrift store theologically and intellectually this is a this should actually be a harder question even for them as to whether a child should die to not step on a picture of Jesus. It's my only point. Yeah, but communists kill No, but that's not children. the question.
2: The question is that when that moment comes and your faith is questioned and you have the opportunity to live and lie about your faith in Christ or tell the truth and die. You better tell the t- truth and die. This that is, is that is that's that, that, the rules. That
3: was a a recurring theme in this. Oh,
2: yeah. that's what these people love. Like
0: yeah, this is why I like the Shia. Like, where they just, like, build it in where it's like, yeah, no, if the government is saying we're going to kill you if you're Shia, and then, like, someone holds a sword to your throat and is like, are you Shia? You can say no. Like, it's fine. Like, don't be an asshole. Like, make them leave and then do a Shia prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I like about the Shia. It's why they're better than the Protestants. Catholics? Well, well Catholics
3: mean, have the kind of like prayer to the rosary kind of uh if you do a sin. So you can Yeah, well, well they
2: got Protestants the whole is like
0: easiest uh, of all cuz it's just like, "Eh, yeah, whatever. Do whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, do you feel bad then you ask for forgiveness? You don't even have to yeah. do a spell." Mm. As the spell master.
3: But I mean, how do you feel about that?
2: Greek Orthodoxy is more like uh you are encouraged to have a personal mysticism-type relationship, but also do these rituals and sacraments. Uh, but if you can't do them, you know, as long as you have this connection. And also uh, if
0: you're on your period, you can't do them.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. There's definitely <laughs> rules about uh, about being on your period. Or if you just had a baby, et cetera, you can't go near uh, where we make uh, the wine turn into Christ's blood. I don't know. The day-to-day of it and the reliance, it's it's just like, like we, we don't have to do confession. It's not like one of the things you have to do in your sacraments or whatever. You could do it. Or whatever. There's there's a ritual for that, <laughs> but it's not like crazy important. But like there is this like sort of paradoxical belief about like icons, right? Because we've got all the icons, and any any old Greek lady's got a bunch of them hanging out somewhere, maybe with with a bunch of stuff burning around it, etc. Now,
3: so culturally, Marla's looking like culturally, eh. I
2: don't think. We are encouraged to to die if somebody wanted to stomp on it or whatever.
0: Marlo feels well, like okay. you're you, you're making his saying, point
3: for you. But Compare that
0: to him. a people who are famous for going to an old garage painting the inside white and saying, That looks like a church to me, who would be more likely to be concerned with scuffing up a picture of Jesus? That's all I'm saying. As far as these like quasi like presbyterian calvinist pentecostal weirdos are concerned they have a very iconoclastic thing built into their theology in a very fundamental way that is not present in orthodoxy or catholicism or other forms of protestantism
2: i guess but i think the the like corporealness of like the devil and the end times in these sects, like does this different thing? Yeah, you know, like where which was very
3: present in this movie. Uh, yes, yes, because like the end time well, yes, is and, communism,
0: or, and Orthodox and Catholics which like, are both as a title famously fairly unconcerned about eschatology. Like that's yeah. that is not a focus at all, and it's an extreme focus with these guys um, mm-hmm.
3: because it seems like something that's held over everyone in this movie, but generally in Protestantism as somebody like you're going to die. There's like an end times that you're approaching and I think you have to make the choice in order to go to.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's like very literal. It's very The choice so, is literal. The choice is literal. Um, in, but I think you movie. brought something up that's maybe an illuminating distinction is that like this sort of Baptist kind of, Revivalism. revivalism is a uh, dispensationalist
0: yeah I mean that's
2: which is I mean from what I understand is more concerned with there are these eons that God has ordained will happen and are are absolutely happening and we're in this one and blah blah blah. Whereas Catholicism, Orthodoxy, and other Protestant sects are less literalist. Well, I mean I, I just mean, know orthodoxy even, is like
0: uh, like it's the the <laughs> issue is it <laughs> shouldn't be thought of as a literalism. It should be thought of as a scenario someone constructed in the nineteenth century that they then justified with selective callbacks to scripture, but it is very much an interpretation that you could literally read the Bible and come up with a completely different interpretation. They'll say, yes, I'm being literalist, but even that is honestly giving them some credit. Whereas it really is just, it's a scenario you made up in your brain. Like it's it's a it's a story that you have made up that you believe is correlates to scripture. But the thing is, it's a 19th century. It's it's specific. It is specific to this time and this country. Really,
2: American revivalism, yeah. which out of which is born uh, Mormonism. Um, well, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. No. But I I've just absolutely been saying, yes. the people who
2: converted to Mormonism were absolutely primed Revi- for it because yes. they grew up. No,
0: I agree that Mormons are an American revivalist movement. I just wouldn't say that. Mormon. I think it dispensationalism should be thought of more as a cousin than. Oh, a absolutely, pra- absolutely. Progenitor. Mormonism
2: is its own like, own specific thing. There's two uh, different thing.
0: movements that came out of a. This movement. is
3: why this movie is so great for us. But, it really brings um, together the nerds, two
0: <laughs> forms of nerds:
3: the weird sex of Christianity and the love of
0: communism. I mean. The right. So yeah. So okay. Because this was a conversation we had because he used the term Latter Day. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: But I, I was just what. Buddy
0: brought it up thinking it was the Latter Day Saints.
2: No, I just. Uh, what I was looking for was American revivalism, which is particularly concerned with end times and consistently will uh, broadcast that they are immediate, uh, some so far as to set a date and then be like, oh, psych.
0: Well, okay, more, mind.
2: Uh, at least the uh,
0: mainstream LDS church, ironically, despite its name, is not totally concerned with the dispensationalist aspect of the like they they definitely have a bug out bag, but they're not uh, like they
2: don't they have up to three years of right, yeah, they have pantry their, like, goods,
0: yeah, foreman prepping is definitely a thing, but they're not as much like left behind as no, they're
2: not as left behind. I'll give it that, but it's it's sort of a under the radar but Um, it's also like you might not know that about mormons
0: but no, no and it's also very much connected to to their credit honestly it's not even the world is going to end it's well when our church was founded we all had to like get up and leave against an imminent uh massacre like about six different times so yeah, we kind of have a culture of thinking that could happen.
2: Oh, not, absolutely. Not
0: from the devil, just from our neighbors because we're incredibly annoying.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, it's but- uh, if you persecute uh, a group... Like this, yes. especially a, you know, a Christian adjacent group. That's going to juice him up. Right. Uh, without that, I, you know, I'd argue without the persecution, without the scheme to imprison Joseph Smith Jr. And then fake that he was trying to escape in order to uh, extrajudicially murder him. Uh, without the law people doing that i'm not sure mormonism would have like flourished uh to the degree that it did
0: but anyway like so my my main thing though just is that like this is much i mean it's an independent baptist idea it seems to be their like actual church and I, I'd
2: argue a predecessor to um, you know what moves into Pentecostal non-denominational uh,
0: kind of Pentecostal okay Pentecostalism would be more supernatural than this
2: well just the the immediacy of her her being right, saved no, in immediacy
0: the, and but that that's all from just evangelicalism that's not Pentecostalism is like literally there's ghosts in this room that are trying to get you to fuck like that's pentecostalism is absolutely insane shit that's very woo woo this is just straight up independent baptism who hate Mormons, like, and that's like, it's a very Jack Chick ideology, and Jack Chick fucking hates Mormons. And that's well, like yeah, because
2: it's competitive heresy. It's not like right, you know, it's I, not like
0: they're polytheists. Like, ironically,
2: ironically, what I'd say develops later is the abundance of non-denominational. But the uh, other uh, main difference, sex in this style, where it's the irony of being non-denominational, is actually a judgment. <laughs>
0: But like the other thing is yeah. every Mormons, other is Mormons universal. also have a much more centralized ecclesiastic structure uh, versus these guys who I mean, even without the independent part of independent baptism, like just Southern Baptists are always very much from this like English dissenting church tradition of everyone gets a vote and we have these democratic structures against the like anglican church structure that we're coming out of and like independent baptists are even more so where they just straight up think the like baptist councilship is perverted by modernism and they won't even go to that
3: christianity is stupid
0: Um, Christianity is stupid. So that's, like, I would say the most probable theological background of the people who made this. Christianity is stupid.
2: Well, yeah, he's a Mississippi Baptist preacher.
0: Well, yeah, and Uh. also it had a special thanks at the beginning, Mm -hmm. and it just named, like, the Willow Falls Baptist Church, the Farmhouse Baptist Church.
2: (laughs) I always perceived most Baptist church to be rather independent than a sort of organized
1: so
0: there's the southern baptist council which is it's split off from the I've i feel heard, like it's a big corporation okay so there are different ecclesiastical structures within different protestant denominations uh, christian denominations generally and baptists are known for like essentially having a structure that's very horizontal and very democratic and the churches as a whole come together as a council without like a centralized pope figure or even like council of elders figure mm. that hand like it's vi- yeah Baptist like from my understanding from essentially a protest against the anglican structure like that's where they come from mm. so it's this very almost enlightenment idea of democracy applied to their church. And like, it is funny that Baptists are an enlightenment institution, but they kind of are.
3: Oh yeah. I mean, they're American also, right?
0: no, they, they started in England, but then in America you had, I forget what the current name for it is, but like essentially the national Baptist council, they got this weird thing about slavery in their head, so then the Southern Baptist Council split off. Mm. Uh, and that's what Southern Baptists are today, and that's what the other Baptists who are not Southern Baptists. Okay. And then there's independent Baptists that essentially take Baptist doctrine and take that general mindset of, and theology of Baptist churches, but just doesn't affiliate with either of the major councils.
3: Okay. How would you define that in terms of communism and their hatred
0: for communism? Where... No, oh, they just view it as a fundamentally anti-Christian secularist. Well,
3: is it based in, like, some Protestant work ethic that they have that... I mean... I mean, they were pretty adamant about the 40-hour work week and well, they, the yeah,
0: that's just, like, incredibly dated shit from the movie being made in the 70s when this... Notion of the Great Compromise between labor and management was st- like that happened post World War II was still like a reality.
3: Yeah, it did seem weird because that's often overlooked that it was seen as in competition with communism. And yeah, that, no, it and was. That was and the odd thing was that the forty-hour work week in this like weekends was driven because communism was a competing. Ideology sure, but at, at the,
0: the time, time it was yeah a part of the American the labor middle movement. class lifestyle was seen not coming from labor, but at that point was a. Fundamental, Marla's
3: air quoting middle class, by what, the way.
0: like was a fundamental uh, part of your rights as an American. Um, right.
3: Which I think the still we feel haunted by that. Like,
0: yeah, except it isn't anymore and it sounds silly and to And I think, think that. that's
3: what I want to transition to is why does this feel so dated? This feels like from a different country in a different era, which was great. Like, you know, it's like teleporting. I mean, back it
2: is from 50 years 50 ago. 50 years ago,
0: but like 50 yeah, years and ago. And it was made for $8.
3: No, I mean, like, you can watch something 50 years ago in the same country... It was made for, like, still no, no like, money by insane Like, I can people. recognize the world of, you know, the Jimmy Stewart I, kind I, of America. I know
2: what you're saying. In particular, there was a moment where he was really harping on uh, women getting married more than once. And, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so funny how the seriousness with which he's approaching that is sort of laughable to me because even even your average you know five
0: years from no fault divorce at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's where we're within the decade where no fault divorce gets introduced.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, this is like, uh, I, I am always into those moments where it like lets me into, like, oh, yeah, like this is a different time of I mean, where also even though it should
0: be pointed out that like th- this is also a very rural town in Texas, but uh, in an independent. Is practice.
2: it in Texas? Yeah. I,
0: I thought.
3: That was? was in the review that we watched, was that it was Texas.
0: And also, some of the accents... I mean, I I don't want to act like I'm an expert, but I thought some of the accents sounded very Texasy. But maybe I'm... I Bunny? just don't know what I'm talking about.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to find out where it was filmed, but I can't find anything definitive. All I, mean, I know is that... Way- uh, is that Estes was, uh, is it Eustace or Estes?
0: I mean, either way, there are literal, like, Eustace? large parts um, of the United States he's today from Mississippi, where. And he was
2: preaching in Mississippi.
0: Being introduced to someone and following up with, I'm so and so, I'm so and so, which church do you go to, is, like, very much in parts mm-hmm. of America today, a common thing. And, like, it's, there is. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it is like you can get into. Like, you can say... Uh, like, I do
2: want to point out, I did look it up, um, all North, all United States Baptist Church are autonomous by the... Any organization is uh, just essentially like a little corporation. They're starting right, amongst each other. Still,
0: yeah, it, but they come together in these councils. They're, they agree to be a part of the council and they can leave
2: it but at But it any doesn't time. function the same way like an archdiocese right. or like uh, no, something that's, does that's where correct. there is a like hierarchy and a very definitive, like, you know,
0: right. They coordinate and trade ideas and like sometimes will adopt like, okay, this is an agreed upon doctrine of faith, but like even their approach to the Bible is very funny where like you'll get other churches, like the Lutherans will say, we accept the Nicene Creed. A lot of churches will say we accept the Nicene Creed. And that's like very common. In fact, many people will call modern Christianity Nicene Christianity because all many the
3: people are saying this. yes
0: because all these churches either implicitly or explicitly adopt the Nicene Creed the baptist will specifically say we accept no creeds we accept the bible the bible alone and the fact that we happen to effectively conclude the Nicene Creed just comes from the fact that we've all read the Bible and all, like, said, like, oh, yeah, the Trinity, obviously.
2: Well, also, <laughs> also, they only accept, I'm choosing to be saved, kind of baptism, yeah and yeah. not any, uh, like, you can't baptize a baby. Well, yes, yes, you can, obviously,
0: you know. they're Christian. <laughs>
3: Oh damn, <laughs> he's throwing down these
2: I, I mean, I guess I don't know. This, I mean, this, like this kind of this man. kind of thing where people can get saved a million times ba- and get baby, washed in the babies, blood of Jesus and fucking for so dramatic. I'm like, all right,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, we just need a dude. With, we just need a dude I with like a beer.
2: I like my I like the Jesus magic I grew up in where no matter what, I can always call on uh, you know, a I little, a little bit beard. of Christ blood, uh, if I needed to, yeah, uh, for that. magical purposes. Uh, but, I am
0: your gay. I have been. You know, all this, all this weird,
2: because these people are more theologically fixated with the idea that I had better do the hard thing now, or else God's gonna be so mad. And uh, that is like less of a thing. Like God being mad at you is not a thing that was particularly emphasized. Right,
0: because you have your wizards taking care of it.
2: Absolutely. I've got my, I've got, look. I've got all my pre-Christian rituals that we slapped a Jesus face on and they work just as good. Bunny, okay? Are you
0: still wearing your evil eye talisman earrings right now?
2: I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I wouldn't
0: know that Bunny showed that she is wearing evil eye talisman earrings <laughs> yeah.
2: but yes uh, in a way the orthodox church is just a chaos magic
0: <laughs> I know trying- that's all I've been saying I haven't been <laughs> Suggesting anything else other this? than and I
2: think the real Christianity is chaos magic. I okay. think Jesus was a queer witch. Whoa. and uh, <laughs> uh okay, well,
0: Whoa, that's this is fine. and uh, I just think Jesus is the word and the light, and but by him, uh, we are lost. Jesus
2: Christ, is, <laughs> is it the word or is, too- is it? Is you, it the word or is it the meaning? I am enjoying
3: this is the word right made now? flesh. Because it is like the two...
0: It's Marlowe's theology that I just am I translating think that, I chick I think Trax the difference is that
2: theology. I had a time in my life where I... Believed, believed in Christ yeah, and, and I, I believed in and I and I and I really thought I could be harmed by demons well, this, goes, this is always and a tension
0: between the three of
2: us like
0: because I, I, I know, view I, it I, as a hilariously fun game
3: no, well okay there's a really good uh, lecture by Matt Chrisman, who I really wish were in this conversation, because he has some thoughts on Protestantism that he would love to sell, or to say at length during this conversation. But one of my favorite things was that he noted that no members of Comptown were Protestant, and that was very important to their level of humor or their type of humor. And I always like comparing that to... The situation where I'm the only one that was raised Protestant and you two seem to be eternally battling it out.
0: I mean, again, I as view someone, it as a, a humorous game of differing fandoms.
3: Well, Bunny's feathers get ruffled every time that you provoke her with your dirty Protestantism. And then Bunny just goes, ur, ur, ur. I'm going to defend <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean,
2: I'm like, I'm I'm like aware sure. of, I'm, I'm a- like fully aware and owning things in me that were placed in me oh, yeah, as no, no, a child no. that I'm still but like and I'm sorry if all things I, considered I do think it's dumb as shit that Protestants think that they have access to the real thing like I think that's an absurd thing <laughs> to See, magically think
3: getting like
2: to think like we're
3: not attacking orthodox no spirits. no no. I'm, I'm d- I
2: just think ironically. that He's, oh yeah, I know he's doing it ironically. That's why, I, like, because he's not actually doing it is the part that annoys I, I, I me.
1: Mean, I just,
0: I just think that like, if we were to like accept an enlightenment idea that uh, rationality—by the way,
3: this is what the two of them always fucking argue about. No it, matter if what, if rationality about.
0: is accessible by men, then should not the ultimate truth be accessible by men?
2: What and would I, a woman? care about this
0: bunny we're talking in the enlightenment women don't exist yeah <laughs> and- yeah, yeah,
1: but, yeah. But I, I'm just I saying would. that if
0: you think that you need to ask a wizard to bless a lamb for you in that's order to get to heaven, that's not it though.
2: You could do it yourself because Whoa. you have Whoa. the oil. Like hot. that's the thing. It's nice to have the priest do it, and like there's a whole like community, like whatever. But push comes to shove, you could you do can it yourself.
0: Per- purchase talismans from the wizards instead.
3: What? what uh bunny says is that everyone can bless haram right
0: but also any uh, and I'm simply saying what's that what's the
3: difference between ho-
0: haram and kosher well two different languages two different religions and also they mean the opposite thing That's what I wanted. But anyway, yeah, no, I just think that uh, it is... Back to Christianity. Yeah, instead of, (laughs) you know, doing a spell, you could simply uh, intellectually know God through reading the Bible the Bible what through
2: think. what Bible? Through whose words again? And uh, who and well, what how bunny are they translated uh, through, And like what are they
0: through, mean? Okay, and well, I'm going okay. to Okay, you want bunny me to go, go Jack. Jack. You want yeah. me to go Jack. I just Jack. don't see how someone I'll who's only had access
2: you. to a mere translation Well, of because a, the a, King a, James
0: version is the inspired word of God in English, <laughs> bunny. <laughs> Yeah, if you the KJV believe the <laughs> 1611 uh, is actually, in fact, the inspired word of God in so English, angry at
2: Marlo right now. Um, I just think it's an absurd thing to think. Well, it's absurd oh, to, oh, so you to think, tell me. So you think our when the village Bible magic says, is 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 so whatever? But you no, know, this convenient, logical magic. <laughs>
0: Oh, so you oh, think God. that when God when the Bible says God will preserve his word, you think that's an absurd thing to think? You think that it's absurd that God's word should be preserved in the language of the vernacular as he promised? Whoa. Wow, that's Whoa. something. That sounds like it something. It was
3: preserved. <laughs> that was a hard hit
0: for me. It's Marlo not preserved if I, if the common folk can't read it, then
2: is who gets to be the common folk? Whoa. Everyone from a who God. Ch- Right perspective. To be okay,
3: right, who hook,
1: is saved. The
3: right hook. From Everyone who is saved.
0: Must very... have access to the Word of God for His Word to be preserved. It's
2: anglocentric yeah. nonsense. And
3: Marlowe throws a left hook, but Bunny blocks it with her <laughs> I, with her right arm. I don't know.
2: I just, I just, I don't. I, all right.
0: What? The dogs are getting. Are interrupting the well, fight. You know what that sound means, folks. <laughs> We're on it means to I've the gotta dogs. light a
2: candle because Marlo's disrupted the, <laughs> the vibes. And it means that
0: I don't have to do anything because I know in my heart I am saved because I have the blood of Christ oh, uh, the, protecting me.
3: And the right
0: hook to the abdomen. But you go like fucking. I can light never not have stick. the
2: I can never not have it. I just Grab have like Okay. He
1: starts
0: again yeah unt- <laughs> until you run out of dried sage whoa
2: it's Frankincense.
0: Whoa, whoa, Marlo!
2: Marlo
0: uh, takes one to
3: see, the face. See,
2: but you can the the only reason I get irritated is because and like I Benitti do uh, is then I want to make great. a nerdy distinction about like no the belief isn't that like you must do these things or else it's that like you can engage with these things but they're not necessary because you have a personal you know like mystical relationship with god they're just things that help you yeah they're uh, not
0: necessary you're choosing to do the witchcraft on your own yeah to front god But it's
2: not
3: how can we relate to this this to mandate vaccine mandates i feel like the movie also has echoes with both the anti-muslim propaganda and also the current propaganda about Vaccine mandates because they do call all those things like Congress.
0: i don't know that I want to come down from that argument to then like draw the relation between vaccine
2: mandates. I, because I don't think, I don't, I also don't think that like vaccine propaganda is like a thing that's happening. I think it's, uh, I think people, I think we
0: had a good note to go off on. T- yeah, well, uh, write in if you think Protestantism is right, or if you think Orthodoxy is right. They don't. You
2: don't even get. You corner. don't even get to have. I. Like, <laughs> you don't even get to do wine. The I'm-
3: Ubermensch that is the referee mm. in the middle of this fight between orthodoxy and protestantism it's been wonderful I watching. just love to
2: imagine that one of the priests i had like is is particularly like online and i don't know it and they come across <laughs> the podcast and then get furious that uh, I am uh, like I am a representative of the Orthodoxy. <laughs> oh my god. I, what well, I feel I be like,
0: better is uh, uh, I don't actually believe in anything I'm saying. You're the representative of <laughs> Protestantism in this Yeah, fight. exactly. It's what great. I
3: think this should be is a recurring thing that we do. We have like you two battle about this like every time you talk. I should be the referee. This is my constant like situation here. I'm like Orthodox and Protestant.
0: Yeah, I so. mean, if it comes up like, I don't know. I mean, this seems ripe for it. Well, I really liked it because it brought
3: in the communism, and I wanted to like relate it back to that.
2: I did like the idea that communists were just primarily very interested. That was
0: their only thing. They
2: in did. getting death you squad. to say Jesus was dumb. Death and, squad. Um, and they sent
3: out the death squads. They sent out the Taliban. They had the terrorist group that would come in and literally pick your children up and throw you into the back of a Ford pickup truck. It's just like it reminds with, me
2: of the pen in it. Yeah, it's like got the same energy as like I might have joked about this before, but like sometimes when people um have kids, suddenly they are fixated on this idea that their kids of all kids are the most pray Funkable. pray yeah like oh god <laughs> if somebody's out there praying on kids they want mine the most my
0: kids are hot as shit yeah, yeah like
2: it's it's kind of I, that same thing like like that communists come to the country I, and they're like you know what we're, you know what we're so horny for particularly Christians like before before we d- do anything about socialism whatsoever we have got to ask you how you feel about Christ and then brutally murder you <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, that's the only ticket into heaven, and if you say no to it, then you'll go to hell, so you should say, yes, I am a Christian, so the communists will kill you. Oh, I
2: did read that he did a follow-up film that was all about hell and what he says the Bible says about hell which i'd be really interested yeah, to no, see that
0: would probably be very oh, good follow-up movie yeah yeah no i mean for his visual style i i would really want to see that. and
2: i'm wondering if i feel like he would have been popular with the the kind of churches that eventually did uh, what's known as hell houses around halloween yeah which, have you ever, have you ever yeah, been know, to I one?
0: I haven't been to one, but oh, I know what God. it is.
2: They did an abortion one?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my
1: God, so that's
2: good. so, good. <laughs> so I, I just, I'm so, oh, I'm an asshole. Like, the same way Marlo is about this, like, because I think it's completely absurd and it's, like, fun to be around these, like, earnest people who've come to this thing. <laughs> uh, to see some fucked up shit on Halloween, but it's about Christ. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it had a girl who had an abortion and a guy who killed himself and they both had to go to hell. God damn. <laughs> cool. That's very cool. That's and so it was cool. like they had a devil Don't. character who was like, the suicide one was kind of the best because it was like, do it! Do <laughs> And then he was like, "Okay." <laughs> and I just like that God is such a fucking bitch that that like that's his. He's like, "Oh, you 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 succumb to his uh, to his taunting you." you. Pussy. Like, sorry, you're out. You go to hell, bro. You pussy. Like, you, shouldn't have been such a pussy. you
0: should have been such a
2: pussy. Should have been such a pussy. Yeah, like it's it's so. Oh,
0: what what are you uh incapable You, you, were you queer,
2: queer or something?
0: Are you incapable of like having any feelings of excitement or what, joy you, from what, life? What you are gonna be like a girl and not kill yourself? It's like
2: do it, do it, and you're. No, I don't want to
3: do
0: it. Do it. What do yeah. you just feel kind of tired all the time and <laughs> like don't enjoy the things you used to enjoy? You hate your life. You, you come just
2: home, have a you're general tired.
0: feeling of.
3: Do you owe somebody and-
2: a lot of money? <laughs>
1: Do you need to give
3: packages <laughs> to your wife to give to somebody who comes to the door once a month? Oh, man. She doesn't uh, know what's in the packages. I, yeah.
2: I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's- I don't know. Because, because you know, another distinction theologically is, um like, we, like, uh, there's a lot of demon talk that I heard growing up, but... Hell really? talk, very minimal because heaven and hell don't exist yet, and um, they won't exist until the second coming has well, commenced. Soul, okay, soul, and then it's simply, is... simply being with God or without God. You know, there are no, parables that, is, that,
0: is also an that talk hellfire, but in these but, Protestant circles, but yeah, no, it's uh. Like, the whole soul sleep versus non-soul sleep is, like, a thing that mm-hmm. also exists in those circles, but they still both kind of share the focus, we'll say, mm-hmm. that the, they're known for versus orthodoxy or Catholicism.
2: Well, like, it's the difference between being, <laughs> but, like... I mean, also... Uh, God is, is uh, sort of unknowable, and, like, this is the information we have in, like literally dead people are in the clouds <laughs>
0: like yeah well i mean like also you're generally with orthodoxy you're generally more concerned about like th- what is happening in the world around you Marlo's presently. winding
3: around with the
0: punch no i'm not i'm 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 saying the more Versus Protestantism is concerned with this eternal here and after. The concern in Orthodoxy is whether you got the evil eye and now your uterus is barren. Versus- He's
2: joking, that is not sanctioned by the church belief. They tolerate it.
0: Right, but like, but- no, my, my general point is like the demon talk is demon talk about good luck, bad luck, this, that, or the other thing, whereas Protestants the demons do one thing and one thing only and they whisper in your ear and make you not ask Christ for your forgiveness. That's mm-hmm. the only
1: thing
2: Well yeah and they, do. it's a very different picture too like uh, my ex-husband's family was largely Southern Baptist and like similar traditions and the way they talk about the devil like oh the devil's testimony like whatever it's almost like this adversary whatever Whereas, like we, there's they not really a lot like of temptation. devil talk there's not a lot of devil talk except Except when they're talking about literal demons that you might have to fight because you're so fucking holy. I very much enjoy uh, media where the devil is is just like uh, this charming fellow. Damn Yankees love it. Uh, and but that was always interesting to me because I was like, I want to talk about the fucking devil. <laughs> like my ex-husband would argue that like it was like this like super positive thing, and I was like, hey, whatever. But that's because I was like. To me, either the devil is uh, just a literal trans-dimensional demon. (laughs) Uh, Don't go
3: for the ice cream. You'll get the devil. But, like, i just like, like, why
2: give a shit? Like, all that stuff is so not stuff I grew up with, right? Like, it was way more, like, folk belief, superstitions, evil eye, and and similar things. But, like... Who but that's much more about explaining
3: that to
0: Marlo.
2: But that's much more policing, like like right. it's interpersonal like your behavior. Religion is
0: uh, as much a part of your culture and community and day to day experience versus an enlightenment intellectual argument that will guarantee you a direct payout for an input. Like, yeah, no, that's like where this line of Protestantism comes from. It, it isn't. Actually, about your life right now at all. If you believe in God, that is no guarantee that your life will be any different. Yeah. Doesn't matter. All you have to do is believe. According to us, it will be decidedly worse.
1: It'll be bad. And you
0: will suffer for it. And none of that matters because it is all about the here and after. Whereas with a lot of other religions, including Orthodoxy and Catholicism, there is much more of a concern of your day-to-day life. And your religion is like a part of the people you talk to in your town and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a live experience. It's not a intellectual argument.
3: Well, that gets me back to the the come town. None of them are Protestants because...
0: And the reason I love pretending to be Protestant is because it is an intellectual argument. It's an incredibly simple intellectual argument, and it's so easy Marla to just... likes the simple one. And it's, it's so a easy a to such, just, like, take up all of it, because it, it's, like... Because it's
2: reductionist. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, absolutely, and it's fun as shit.
2: Marla yeah. loves
0: reductionism.
2: Yeah. Like, my impression of, of Protestantism is, like, no. We've distilled it down to its most important parts and with our superior western northern european white man intellect
0: it is a (laughs) proto-enlightenment
2: we are the ones who actually get it It and i just i love that it
0: is in the same way that every person has access to rationality and thus every person can govern every person has Access to salvation, and thus every person can be a church. I mean, that is essentially what you get down to. An
3: entrepreneur
0: is—you don't need a community. You need to understand how God works, and every person has the capability of doing that. And I mean, that's what the argument is. And it's very individualistic. It is super individualistic. Yeah,
3: (laughs) which is the backbone of like American individualism and. The well I think
2: it's also Protestant why Protestant
3: work ethic is not like you go to work to feel good or to like enjoy your day-to-day living but you go to work so you don't go to hell. The Protestant work ethic is instilled in you that if you do not go to work every day then you are a bad person. And if you are a bad person then you are more likely to go to hell. And what are you going to do in your idleness? In this movie, it really shows, like, in your idleness from God, you make these decisions and choices in your every day that are going to send you to hell. And your job as a good Protestant is to avoid those things that will bring you to hell and to resist the temptation of going to hell. Or of, of doing things that will lead you on the path to going to hell. Which is why it really works in well with kind of this preventative moralism. Like, you prevent yourself first from getting sick. Because it's your individual responsibility to not get sick. And if you take care of it before you get sick, then it's your fault if you do get sick. You know? And that kind of works into...
0: Still not sold, Steven. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, No, you definitely got your vaccine shit in here. <laughs> <laughs> I caught you Still not sold on it No, come <laughs> Congratulations. on Congratulations! It's a Weberian argument For
2: the well, Protestant and I well, generally and disagree with the Weberian argument
0: No, I but do also
3: too
2: Particular strains of Protestantism Go so far as to say like, uh, Your works are inconsequential It's already predetermined God's grace is no, uh, unknowable right. I But disagree. you better do your best Just because Marlo, I
3: disagree with it as well I'm not arguing yeah. for it. I'm arguing that that's what people think about work in like my I mean, day I would.
0: To, I would. Yes, that's how I they view themselves in relation
3: to work. Like, especially boomers. Yeah, are the I type mean, I, of I people just, that are like, you're not going to work. To, right, but like to do something that's good. true yeah. of
0: extremely secular boomers, that's true. Like, I mean, I Which generally, are all influenced
3: by a Protestant
0: I type of tend work ethic. to disagree with that particular historicity, but we're also like an hour and 40 fucking minutes into, I mean, we could still like, keep
3: talking about
1: like, this. no, like, I
0: generally no, disagree I, with I, the Weberian like history. Uh, I do, too. Ex-
3: I'm not arguing that that's the truth. It's what they believe is their relationship to work that I'm more interested in. Right. I just not, don't think it's I particularly
0: not, Protestant, is my point. I understand I don't you think it don't, it is aren't either. Protestant.
3: I don't think that it is either. This is something that Matt Christman talks about a lot, is that the Protestant work ethic became a universal work ethic for American the American working class that developed after World War II. And it it existed in Catholicism because the same type of guilt and shame came to people that weren't at work, and that comes from a Protestant work ethic that was easily applied to Catholicism. And I think you're getting hung up on Protestant work ethic well, as Protestant. Yes, that's
0: the thing. But, but the no, argument no, that Chrisman okay, makes I, is I,
3: that it is an American work ethic that is grounded in the Protestant work ethic that right. We I
0: just don't think country. it's y- right. I think. I disagree with the particularized genealogy of thought that the way of capitalist work ethic in terms of self valorizing value came through this in certain strain of European Calvinism is well, a it literally thing did. I disagree with. I don't. Like, I don't think the story that Weber lays out that, like, the whole thing laid out in Protestant Work Ethic of, oh, Calvinism <laughs> denied knowable salvation, and that salvation could only be shown through industriousness that doesn't benefit the person who worked, and that whole divide. It's like, explicitly
3: anti Marxist. I, it is supposed to be a response to right, Marxism, right, and I, or or an alternate history of why right, and I are, disagree why with it. why the working class feels like it needs to work rather than organize to do better work. I I agree with you. In theory, it is wrong. It is a wrong response to Marxism. Marxism is obviously correct about the reason people work rather than not work and why there is an alienation from work blah 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 but what people think about themselves is more informed like my parents like your parents like a lot of our parents I agree
0: that there is a moralization of work for work's sake right. absolutely C- certainly yes I and just- that
3: comes this was especially apparent in the early days of the people protesting not going to work. People who were mad that they yeah. couldn't do their work. And this particular yeah, no, highlighted I, I, I
0: agree with that. I just wouldn't call it a Protestant work ethic. That's the only thing I'm saying. An American
3: work ethic. Right. I don't know.
2: I agree with Steve.
0: I don't give a shit. Well...
2: I just don't know what other work ethics uh, were. Well, were
3: it, it's an explanation of why fundamental people have, to America. It's, it's why people think that communism is bad.
0: Like, I, I just think it's a similar work ethic that you can elsewhere under capitalism and i think that a grind core attitude doesn't necessarily lend itself to theological particularities of calvinism that's it i mean and i don't
3: think that's the weberian argument
0: it I is i mean it's the usually, weberian argument is specifically that very peculiar calvinist beliefs no.
3: No, I'm arguing that the generalized ethics uh, around work, that we shouldn't feel good going to work, that we shouldn't organize for better things about work because work is a moral choice rather than like a choice about our labor or about how many hours we fucking destroy our lives every fucking day to go to work is somehow a way to go to hell or go to heaven. And if you don't go to work, then you're... You know, setting yourself up to go to hell rather than go to heaven is something people actually think, and why they're protest. I agree with that. Protest like this moralization is something that is a trend throughout Americanism, uh, throughout well, and it, it's all religions.
2: Well, and certainly the idea that not being able to work, you will naturally atrophy into the kind of like degenerate creature who needs welfare. Or if you ask
3: for something or, better, too. Yeah. Like, like right. there is this thing about entrepreneurship and this individualist way of saying that you don't deserve better Or you can't ask for better because asking for better would be asking for more than your boss can give you. Because if you ask for better, then you're taking away from the money that the corporation that you're working for is. And that's very rooted in I should suffer for my job. Which
0: is agreed.
3: On display, particularly in Catholicism, but also in Protestantism, which are the two general uh, I,
0: trends think, of, I think of it started American. with the twelve labors of Hercules. Everyone heard labors and was like, Yeah.
3: He's just really trying to provoke you.
2: No, uh, no I think he's really just trying to check out. <laughs> 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 to me, a difference between like old world Christianity and Protestant ideas about work is the personalization of like it matters to god if i go to work and am efficient and thrifty and etc whereas like you could approach work you know with the idea of serving others you know with some Christy ideas in Catholicism or Orthodoxy or certain what Protestantisms that lean that way but, uh, right. but then, it's then less just like running
0: up against the alienation of labor and the fact of the matter is if you're a peasant living in a cooperative village going to work on a farm because this job on a farm needs to be done for everyone to eat that's different than I'm working for a large corporation that's doing some something for somebody, and it's like, who am I, I mean, I don't know, like...
2: But the other thing is that, okay, so, like, the other distinction with particularly when people are talking about Protestant work ethic in America is, like, the Calvinist part of it is that unlike Catholics with works of, like, oh, if you did these works... It's a manifestation of your faith and works with whatever the fucking thing is. Uh, Calvinists were like, uh, it's predestined, doesn't actually matter. Like it's a barren, sad thing. But you have to there's in life, this like you have to do these things. But there's this like fetish of this like austere like right. doing you're, it you're, anyway. Quiet, you're, like
0: you're elective th- you're theologically required to have Full faith in your electiveness, which will be manifested through austere and productive service, and that it's is, simply
2: it, it's simply the values of the cultures rammed through uh, right, Christian I, I'm rationalization. I'm, I'm aware of you know, like
0: what Weber's argument, like I mean,
2: I, I, I'm just saying from like the perspective of like what people associate well, with wasps, with like these things, like these. Tendencies existed culturally before Calvinism, well, right? Like, they, like.
0: Well, I mean, arguably, no, they didn't in a lot of ways, and that I mean, the one thing I'll credit Weber for is no, there is definitely. Well, I mean, also Marx came up with this, but there is a difference Ooh between la la. productive labor. To an alienated end and feudal peasant labor uh, that was more cooperative and the product of your labor was very much the collective effort of your community to have food.
2: Like the point I'm meaning to make is that like the things that are valued that like are, are like these are the these are traits in an individual that are most valued and are the best. Those things we're already,
0: like... Despite what Cinderella would imply, uh, starting a small business was not a big concern of medieval peasantry.
2: Whoa. Well, oh, okay. I don't... Yeah, so, I don't know what unrelated. that has to do with what I'm saying. No. I'm saying, like, the cultural touchstones, like, that then lended themselves to Calvinism, and then also what influences American capitalism, having these kinds of values of being quiet and efficient and frugal. That's something that is like it's a, it's a white thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's like well, not like these I was, are... I was
3: born in, and lived this like growing up in a Protestant environment. These, these are the things that you grow up with and frugality is a huge thing. It also lends itself greatly to, like, you know, general collecting of things and not throwing things out when you should, (laughs) which makes it seem like my parents are hoarders if you ever go to their house. But the Protestant frugality is something that is in competition with Marxism, and I don't think that should be lost. It's a way that the political unconscious of the American capitalist Lower to upper middle class thinks of themselves in relationship to labor, which is anti-Marxist and not going to accept the premises that Marxism lays out if you lay it out to them.
0: I agree, but that's also true of my parents and their Which atheists. are influenced
3: by Protestant work well, ethic. Well, I
0: mean, well, okay, so first your parents are actual Protestants, and now my parents are atheists, and but they're influenced. So, like, I'm just saying, I don't believe that the Protestant work ethic Jeez, outside...
3: He is hung up on it being called the Protestant. No, work I, ethic.
0: I'm I'm hung up and on the implicit genealogy that this implies
3: that it's an American work ethic.
2: And I and I, I I'm trying to say that. The appreciation for these things pre-existed, the codification of them. Right. And it's a cultural thing that also is reflected in white supremacy. Like, not everything in white supremacist values is directly informed by a religion or whatever. but what Catholic a lot it- of the time. I uh I'm Like
3: in fascism I meant. I, more mean, like. I guess uh, I'd say fascism. I'd say white well, supremacy is, is
2: way more of Protestant.
0: A, a, <laughs> Austria? Yeah, that's kinda of, no the no, the Catholic fascism, like Carlism and stuff. Well,
3: also Roman... Uh, uh, well,
0: yeah, but like, I mean, Mussolini was actually famously fairly agnostic about race. Right, like, but I he mean, had to
3: appeal to the Catholic Church and sell them on was, fascism. Which was, if
0: anything, even more anti-racist because seventy percent of their membership is not white at any given time. Like what we're trying to
3: say is all Catholics are fascists.
0: Like to their credit actually not really. No, they're they're actually very liberal in America. <laughs> but and also I mean just like even like Catholic reactionism is like often quite Trad-Caths. different. I mean It's increasing marriage to fascism is a more modern thing. And the church was initially quite hostile to fascism and fascism grew out of a lot of anti-clerical movements for a reason is...
3: But they also developed in countries primarily that were fascist
0: for, lo- like, Poland. Poland has
3: gone pretty fashy. Yeah, a lot yeah, of South American fascism is developed There's Catholic through. reactionism and... Like, there's a whole, like, Latin American tradition of fascism that is stemmed through right, a Catholic that, tradition...
0: Yeah. Uh there's Francoism. Which was specifically not fascist, according to nerds who give a shit. Like there's actually no Franco's regime was reactionary Catholic uh monarchist.
3: Bolsonaroism.
0: Yes, fascist. That's but that's like very... again recent, and that's my point. Like again, that's when I'm saying Was
3: Pinochet Catholic?
0: Ostensibly like, it was Catholic kind country. of but it like Ostensibly, kind of, and Catholicism is like the traditional religious reactionism. When you reactionism, start
3: talking about blood too much, you know. Okay,
0: the religious reactionaryism of the peasantry as a tool. Now of, he's
3: defending Catholicism.
0: Of turning them anti-communist is a tried and true uh, thing that doesn't make it fascist. Is all I'm
3: saying. I'm saying that there's a lot of Catholic countries that went fascist. And there's a lot of Protestant countries that also went fash.
0: Like, Mussolini start, like, came up as an anti-clericalist. Like, that was his main thing, was just wanting to limit the power of the church.
3: Well, that was religion fascism and communism <laughs> and the, in the extended premium episode I know
2: I know I, I could have tacked on a whole thing about eating that like relates to this in American diet culture oh yeah, oh,
3: yeah. like holding yourself back from eating or- oh
2: and how it's completely racialized and how good white women are hungry like don't eat in front of people and it's an accomplishment to You know, eat very little and delicately, and big appetites are indicative of being low class and slovenly and slutty. And uh, from the get go, from the advent of uh, like what you could call a diet industry, it's completely. it's like you don't want to be you as a good white woman do not want to be mistaken for one of these I
3: like the catholic I like the catholic application of this which is basically to like if you don't do a diet requirement that's like a rosary bead or like an athletic like uh, fitness if you don't go out and do something that's like a rosary bead for your sin of eating
2: i mean i don't know i don't know many catholics (laughs) who operate that way like from my perspective in terms of like especially like these kinds of Focuses on being like, like austere and whatever are not very Catholic. I mean, <laughs> like are. if you
3: like, if you treat yourself and you get yourself, a oh, piece like of indulging, cake, you get and- an indulgence, and then you have to pay back in some way to negate that indulgence. That seems to me particularly Catholic.
2: Where, whereas, I think I'd argue the Protestant aspect would be that there is virtue. In the denial. Denial,
3: yes, 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 yes. In the denial of indulging. And
2: this is a way, this is, I think, we'll end it here, but this is a good analogy for how something can be like a Protestant influence, but is just like an American thing because I don't come from Protestants or even Americans. (laughs) Uh, But growing up primarily in America, like that aspect of like diet culture and like whatever is like super... In my fucked up bones, like it is for uh, most well, women. And, and, like, like in the... Uh, I see this mental. all the time in the
3: fitness uh, and diet culture that I cover with the celebrities. Like, because the best ones that do this play on these guilts. Like, if you indulge yourself tonight and you eat that extra piece of chocolate cake, you better wake up the next morning and you better do 50 crunches or that means you're gonna get a little bit thicker around the thighs and men won't love you.
2: Well, no, it's uh some of those fitness people are so immediate whereas I just want to say like that is not real unless you've put a spell on yourself by accident. It's not real that you'll literally have like one treat and then like the next morning be like remarkably <laughs> fatter. Overweight. But- well, the, if you the, are the, the dieting and doing heavy bloating. body modification to the point where you're trying to get certain striations in your muscles, or you're comparing yourself to people who are I see
3: this all the who time.
2: are literal like if you are looking at people who do bodybuilding competitions, they do not look like that but for 36 hours. And they spend six weeks getting to that state for those 36 hours, and then they're immediately not in that state anymore. It's a game. It's a weird body mod game. And if you look at it that way, like, fine, if you want to play that game, blah, 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 but a lot of these I'm, people present it like it's just health.
3: I'm not I'm not looking at those people. I'm looking yeah. at the no, people they are that are
2: surreptitiously in there,
3: though. Surreptitiously there are bodybuilders who are like and a lot
2: of the advice comes from a watered down version but a
3: a lot of the people that are, are popular on TikTok and Instagram, talking about my job now, are the people that provide the answers for something like, what do I do when I wake up and I feel a little bloated you know, and these are the steps that you can take to remove that bloat like immediately to make yourself feel better because, you know, whatever, last night you indulged yourself and had a chocolate cake or not a full chocolate cake, but a whole piece of a chocolate cake. And you didn't deny yourself the the pleasure that you would get from it because pleasure is the thing that Instagram and TikTok commodifies. Like if you can feel pleasure from both, the chocolate cake, and the fitness routine that you do afterwards where you're doing 25 squat, squats and 25 push-ups and then running two miles with your whatever, you know, there's a certain pleasure in
0: that as well. Yeah, it's a real jouissance.
3: Yeah, jouissance. Jouissance.
2: Am I supposed to say it now?
3: Jouissance. 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 The pleasure of desire. The desire,
2: québecois. québecois.
0: Your mom's my object, petite. Uh, uh. Speaking
2: of which, Duolingo, <laughs> stopping cowards. Do a French Canadian version. God damn, <laughs>
0: this seems very
3: specific. Oh, complaint. it's extremely specific. It's, it's an Amazon. Uh, I'm rage, sorry, but
2: it's it's. I mean, rage
3: argument. It's
2: worth it. I mean, like like Parisian French is peut-être. And like, like. come on, you need to hear the difference. It'd be, it's a game, Duolingo. Let's do it. Can
3: you give me a password
2: so I can get a Duolingo? <laughs> it's free. What? Yeah, Duolingo is can, free as fuck. You dude. can pay to like... Uh, yeah, you can pay
0: for it if you're a sucker. If At you, that point, just get a better language program. Whatever. Mm. But yeah, the whole point of Duolingo is no one would pay for that shit. We
3: should all learn a language and then by the end of our pod, by the like we end our podcast when we're fully fluent in that language. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Well This has been a night. Yeah. All right.
3: Done. Two hours. All Four right. Hour. It's a d- Shalom alakam. Yeah. Ramadan.
2: But I didn't even talk about Norm Macdonald.
3: Oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Oh, well. I I was going to bring it up.
2: Yeah, it's too sad for several reasons. Because I liked him and also he was a man. God, I'm so jealous of men in comedy. You guys have a great... Is, uh, not not you com- guys in here. I'm saying not, guys in I'm, I'm comedy, too. These guys, guys are not in comedy. Just a uh, PSA, the,
1: hypothetical guys the in women comedy. in comedy,
2: when we meet our heroes, do not get to have the same experience as our male counterparts. So um, I came to discover that several friends of mine had not great experiences with Norm. So it uh, sucks, because I love Norm MacDonald. Uh, he's Canadian, and uh, also... Yeah very yeah. very directly influential on me it sucks yeah
3: another know. one
2: another one bites the dust for dun, 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 me never be fan, dun, fans of men guys dun, 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 dun. it's just not dun,
3: dun, dun. good chance another one sucks the day
2: another <laughs> one sucks the dick. god damn it i guess that's how we're ending it <laughs> goodbye